Good morning, John. Good morning, Sean. <laughs> what are you laughing about? You're just happy <laughs> that you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy I'm not alone. Uh, it's just like amusing the illusion that you tried to create because this is like <laughs> our third attempt. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, good morning. Like, yeah. like we've like like we haven't been talking for over an hour already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this uh, uh, this episode is to uh, connect the the previous two episodes of the the two monologues. Yeah, so you got to go back and, and listen to those if you haven't. So for yeah, this, yeah, this right. That that's how we should start this. Is, yeah, is yeah. It like yeah, you 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 have to. You're required. It's <clears throat> yes. not you know, uh, it's it's against the rules. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you you can't say anything. You you can't have any you know position on this episode. No, fe- no, no feedback allowed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sean. Now, in right. the concerns that you raised, now, first of all, I just want to make it clear, like, we're really not here to talk about AI or chat GPT, artificial intelligence as a topic. We're just using that as a hook, you know, because it's, because <laughs> <laughs> it's trending the these days. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's not what we're really talking about. So anyone who's out there who like knows a lot about that stuff, you you know, we say things that are wrong or whatever, you know, uh, like that's not our main thing anyway. So, you know, feel free to correct us, to clarify things or whatever. But just please, you know, <laughs> know that that's not that's not our main point. OK. Okay, so well, and I, I it's partly it's definitely on me because I, I got I got deep into it when I was trying to get to my point yeah. uh, in, in the first episode. So, so I don't, I, I don't take that as a, uh, as anything, but something that I guided a bunch of listeners toward, but right. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't mean that my you know, disclaimer to be some kind of yeah. chastisement. Anyway, chastisement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's mainly for myself too, because I, otherwise I'll just have to keep apologizing for not really knowing that much about it. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. what I want to ask you, Sean, is in your recording, you brought up the point, which I agree with, that uh, the idea of curriculum or curricula, <laughs> as you you know <laughs> put it, uh, is this idea that we know what to input into learners, right, in order to get particular outcomes that that we desire and that's that are desirable for those learners. And yeah, that's you why. talked about, yeah, this is why you brought up. Also, AI, because you were saying if we don't even know or, you know, we can't even predict what's going, what's going to output from chat GPT, for example. A um, simpler yeah, system. Right. A much simpler system brain, than, than yeah. the human mind. Then <clears throat> what gives us the audacity to, you know, pretend to do that when our education systems with curriculum and, uh, and so on. And so first, I just wanted to ask you, like... Uh, you can't mean that for everything, right? So can we distinguish between, you know, like maybe some things that you can teach a person where you can pretty reliably predict, you know, outputs or outcomes versus those things that I think which you're uh, more, you know, indicating which are things where you can't, right? So like, for example, what comes to my mind is like if you, you know, want to teach someone to, uh, do addition uh, or to uh, spell a certain set of words, right? 
or memorize the meanings of, of some words or right. And what I described in my uh, recording, or I wanted to sort of d- d- differentiate between those things that I would call that are things that are more similar to mechanical operations um, versus things that are more complex or more sophisticated uh, types of, you know, require more sophisticated uh, processes. Things that actually require thinking, right, or um, connecting ideas together, synthesizing, I guess, is, is maybe uh, a way of, of putting it, um, where the, the outcome is not um, in itself yeah. sort of predetermined by, by a set of definite rules. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let me take a, a, an approach to this that I think is, because uh, I, I need to handle this slowly. Okay. Because right? um, I will stumble. <laughs> so so let's let's just say that uh of course humans can be trained to do certain things. Uh reliably. Reliably. Right. Right. Uh and and in general there is there but I would say that the 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 way to do that, right, is this very general theory which I think I was trying to capture by the end of, of my monologue, which is that provide interesting inputs. So if you want uh, uh, if, if you want a to teach a person to be a cobbler, right? Like part of what the input is going to be is this, it's just you're gonna be like, look, people walk around on shoes, right? Yeah. And uh, like it, and other inputs are like here's tools to make you know uh, here's materials right? so now now <laughs> i have a feeling i won't get as much feedback from, co- from, from cobbler, cobblers because you become a mender of souls a mender of, <laughs> of souls <laughs> yes uh so so yeah but ultimately all what you're doing is is that you're 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 providing inputs right and so uh and then uh, here's the technique to to work the material. Here's the technique to use the tool, uh, and uh, in, in the end, you have a shoe, right? <laughs> right. And <laughs> and so that that's like the inputs can be like the process by which to to get a, sh- a shoe, and then and then you see how you know amenable to uh, to that uh, training uh, the person is, right? And some are going to be more. Uh, more easily take that in, and then some less easily take that in. Yeah, uh, and and that is what I'm saying is is the black box, right? Like that's like we we don't uh, in the same way that we don't understand exactly what's going on, or I shouldn't say we, but uh, the sort of the general sense of like the with the AI is is it, we can't see the exact programming that leads to these outputs. Um, yeah, it's like you just don't know, and with with humans, we uh, we expect them all to uh, be able to take in these things at a similar level, and so yes, the human mind, the human can be trained, uh, but its capacity for outputting a desired output is like potentially unchangeable, and. 
it, and sometimes it's potentially changeable, but it won't. I don't think it will ever be changeable without uh, without a really careful like work with that person, right? Not without like a generalized curriculum that is applied to all people. Yeah, but uh, don't you don't you think there could be um, like a generalized curriculum for learning to you know make and repair shoes, right? Yeah. Uh, which takes you through certain steps uh, of, you know, things that you have to do and teaches you a certain uh, base of knowledge that you have to have uh, to do those tasks, then it could be just totally... I mean, it seems to me it could be standardized, right? Like you could set up your cobbler school. um, People would come in, you know, they would go through the classes, they would learn it, they would practice. And then in the end... You know, I, I would think that um, so that most of them, if not all of them, could be cobblers. I guess you know, not to <laughs> right, right. But the, but the but the ones who sit there and ponder the stars, you say you should go to Plato's Academy because like you're just pondering other things, right? I mean, my point is is that there will be people who are naturally better and worse at it. Yeah, and the the, the response when when to be the response. Unless you have a worldwide dire shortage of shoes, right? Uh, and that, and in fact, that would be a different input that would prompt a person to probably better learn the craft if they knew their survival depended on it, right? Yeah. So, so, and so the the part of the inputs are what we give. Part of the inputs are just what the the learner picks up from the environment. And if the learner picks up from the environment, well, there's plenty of cobblers around, and <laughs> and uh, and I'm interested in this other thing that I see happening. Yeah. Then then what's the issue? Okay. So like, yeah. So I think here, like you know, the the problem that you're describing would be a situation where everyone's required to learn. Uh, right. The skills and knowledge. It's it, yeah. You know, for being a, <laughs> for yeah, cobblership. Uh, even though, you know, let's say uh, most of them are not going to become cobblers, right? Uh, and so they, what, one thing it changes is the motivation, right? Obviously, like the, the decision to learn to be right. a cobbler. Um, and that obviously resembles more of our school system and our education system where pretty much everything that students learn in school is not... It's not their own choices. They didn't decide they needed to learn that or to know that or to right. be able to do that. Um, but, okay, so then, like, so one component of the black box of the human mind when it comes to learning is um, purpose, let's say, or, or motivation or, um, you know, sort of choosing uh, to do that, intentionality, maybe, of doing right. it. Um is that all this comes down to, or is there, you know, like more to it? Yeah, I think that's all it comes down to. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy with, with saying that. I think I'm frustrated. I'm not, uh, yeah, I, I think that yeah, I'm frustrated by the, uh, the hubris of the education system. Yeah. That's what I'm frustrated by. Uh, and, um, and and that we are in this position where we say to everybody, hey, here's the knowledge you have to have, whether you find it interesting or not. Yeah. And, and, and I think what's 
Here's an interesting link to, to AI that I didn't even like make, but I'll make now. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, no one was debating. Everyone needs to learn to write a well-thought-out, you know, critical essay. You know, everyone needs to go through that, right? Yeah. And now, within six months, people are really questioning whether or not that's a valuable skill to, that we will need, right? And so we, we, uh, we do things, and we have no idea how important it is to the actual world that is coming, yeah, right? And, and we have all these different learners in front of us, and we're trying to standardize them for a world that we clearly, like the last six months should show us, we have no idea what it's going to look like in 20 years yeah. in terms of writing, uh, you know, in terms of creation. Uh, like, they were probably better off just like left to their own devices if they didn't find writing already intrinsically interesting, right? <laughs> now, that's a big statement, but you know what? <laughs> we can. I just realized how big of a statement that is. But hey, let's come back to it in five years and find out how, <laughs> you know, how crazy it was. You know, let's let's pull up uh, old students and, and, you know, see what they say. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Just I mean, I, it's like I look at it like the calculator, right? Yeah. You know, there, there's, there are things you don't have to learn anymore because the calculator is way too convenient. And and sure, at first there was a lot of hand-wringing about all these kids. They won't know how to, you know, find a square root by hand. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, all right. And, and now what? And, and it's like. There will be people who know how to do that by hand because there will be people who are just interested in it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I I propose a world where we just provide interesting inputs and stop acting like we know what the outputs need to be for a world that we actually can't even conceive of. Right, yeah. Another example could be, um, you know, like a lot of the skills and knowledge required for you know, feeding yourself, like even just growing, you know, the sustenance that you need. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that I'm sure, you know, for most of human history, uh, you know, for the, you know, most of the population was probably just unquestionably necessary to have. Right. Right. But then today, how many of us, you know, are completely ignorant about, about those things, you know, and, um, and, and of course, it, you know, like I myself, I think it, it would be better well, to know those things and to be able to do those things. But, but when it comes down to the actual, you know, um, calculating how to use my time and my energy and my resources each day, you know, it's it, it yeah, it doesn't make sense. But but John, more also consider how many people are actually interested in animal husbandry who don't have a shot at it. Period, because of our system, like it, yeah. What I mean, mean don't I, have a shot I've at met. There's just there's no opportunity. No opportunity. To, yeah. There's no. There's we we haven't created a world where that that's a thing that a person can actually pursue because we see it as like oh well that's not the college track or whatever. But I've met several students over the years who would just love to go out to a farm or a ranch and do that. Like they yeah. they obviously. You know, get, always trying to go hunting on the weekend or riding horses or just like, man, like obviously your, you know, <laughs> your priorities seem to be outdoor, yeah, ranch, farm, like, who, you know, and, and what are and 
we're desperately trying to get them in uh, into this track that yeah, maybe doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, and that and those skills, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, COVID supply chain. Those skills might be the most valuable skills in ten years. Right. right? <laughs> we we just we we've just yeah. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to say, like, also, like, you may not know it. But you, you at least don't have a desire to know it. And that wasn't like dep- you weren't deprived of anything by not learning it necessarily because you maybe yeah. didn't have a natural interest. In it. Right. But at the same time, there's probably I mean, I know there's a lot of personal enrichment that would come from knowing it and experiencing it and, you know, engaging in those things and probably a lot of wisdom and insight, you know, into a lot of things that that I probably you know, neglect, and I'm just, you know, ignorant of. Um, right. And so, yeah, there's a loss there, too. And and uh, I don't know, this is, okay, now I'm going to talk about AI. <laughs> like with, <laughs> yeah. with with chat GPT, GPT and AI and all this kind of stuff. Like, one thing that's really strange about it is the way that we, there's this inevitability to it, as if we're not choosing how this changes our lives and our society and, and everything. It's it's almost like um uh like once a certain technology comes that's you know v- obviously vastly more productive than than the way things were before, like let's say with generating written content. Right. Right. Obviously, you know, something like Chat GPT can can more efficiently, <clears throat> more productively produce written content, you know, for things like <laughs> the internet, uh, even uh, academia to certain, you know, apparently to a certain extent. Um, and even like I was thinking this morning, um, like a podcast like ours, right? I'm sure it wouldn't be too long before uh, some artificial intelligence program could um, be trained on our, you know, podcast. Yeah, our style. Yeah. Our st- yeah, content, style and everything. Uh, in addition to like you know, and be you know way have be trained on w- way more than we've ever been you know exposed to in terms of uh, text, right? And yeah, they can and then be produce like yeah, yeah, and then just artificially produce these conversations that we have. Yeah, right. Um, and in and a, we're saying just yeah. to clarify, we're saying not now, but we can foresee that there's right. nothing yeah prohibiting that. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um, so then people who want to hear conversation between John and Sean, you know, like this, you know, AI could just make those for them. And you can get the deep fake voices going. Yeah, and, yeah right. exactly. The laughs, you know, the, the jocularity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And they would be doing it way more efficiently than, than like for us, we have to make time in our schedules. We have to, yeah. you know, go back and forth and. Uh, and do the post production and you know and all this stuff it's it's time consuming uh it take it takes a lot of effort from us uh so you could easily see it being replaced right but right but why would it be replaced like because it, to me this is anyway this is a, a strange aspect to it because um it's like just fulfilling some function it's only if you see it from that point of view like from our point of view of the people creating it, it doesn't make sense to replace ourselves with AI, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, why would we do that? You know, right? Because, because yeah. like the whole point of doing this podcast is for us to do it, 
not just for there to be a podcast out there, <laughs> you know, that sounds right. like us, right. you know, and, um, and so, yeah, like, uh, anyway, that's just something that, that, that came to my mind is, is like, so if we think about this, you know, content, right? So is yeah. the whole point of content just for there to be content <laughs> out there, you know? Is that why right, right, yeah. content is produced just for it to exist? You know, um, is that why essays well, are written just for essays to exist? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is this is to the point. Yeah, we we, we agree here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know you, I, I know you didn't state the point, but it's, it's strongly implied. Right? Yeah. Is that the the the. The reason people need to write essays is is because, like, it's important for that person to write an essay. Uh, right. It, yeah, you you don't you don't want that to be someone else's job. You, you know, in the same way, the reason to make shoes is, <laughs> for a person to make shoes is because you know that that task is uh, important to the person to make shoes. Right. That right. person wants they, to be they, making shoes for some reason. Right. Yeah. Right. Like right. they they yeah. get some. It, there's some purpose in in being the one who is providing you know, footwear <laughs> to other human beings, right? Like there's something about that that's, yeah, it's not just, it's not just a product. It's not just like a service. It's not, you know, right. and, it, yeah. It's and, not just a part of the said, economy or something. Right. And instead you have a bunch of shoemakers f- who are not interested in making shoes, certainly not in the conditions that we've created <clears throat> for yeah. like shoe factories, right? Right. And it, yeah, and it's just like this, like we're just building tragedy upon tragedy by ignoring like genuine interest. Right, yeah. Like imagine imagine that, you know, you and I, uh, we made our living from this podcast. I know it takes quite a bit of, <laughs> you know, imagination. <laughs> imagination to imagine <laughs> that we did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this, let's say this, were, this was our, you know, main source of income for, for both of us or a source of income. <laughs> For, for, <laughs> for both of us, you don't want to you don't want to tax the imagination too much. <laughs> um, and you know, and that's let's say got, that's that's why we did it, right? Like that was one of the major reasons that we, that we did it. And then someone came along and they said, "Look, just relax. You know, take it easy. Uh, you can just use this program. It'll it'll generate the voices, the whole conversation, everything. And you just sit back and collect the you know the income." Um, right. that would, yeah, that would make sense from the point of view of, of making sure that you have the income and freeing yourself up to do something else. Uh, but it, it, that's, it doesn't make any sense from the, the point of view of why we're actually doing it. Right. You know, like, um, and, uh, but I feel like this, the whole talk of actually, and it's not just talk, but, but the whole, the way that that technology transforms our lives and, and societies is, is just completely premised on that, uh, that assumption that if, if something is more efficient, something is more productive, then it's going to take over. It has right. to take over. It doesn't make sense yeah. for it not to take over. There's no reason that's for how it. Not. We've, <laughs> that's how things are set up. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And like you said, and then that same, you know, it, it's in education, um, you know, also the, the system is, yeah, it's, 
it completely ignores any other motivation or any other reason uh, for doing things. Or it, it, it doesn't completely ignore them. It, it pays some lip service to like students being interested or curious or something like that. Right. But only as, as like a sort of gimmick to, you know, get them to do this thing that must be done. Right. Right. Because right. if they're not interested, if they're not curious, if they're not, that does not remove the necessity of them doing the thing, you know. And I think um, with that in mind, then if ChatGPT can come in and write all the essays, then let it. Because <laughs> that's the only thing we're doing is just having essays written. <laughs> right. You know, so what does it matter who's going to write them? You know, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Maybe a good English teacher assignment would be uh, <laughs> go have ChatGPT write an essay that you approve of and submit it, and I'll <laughs> right. grade it, <laughs> and you'll get a score. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, it is. It, it's like there's a lot of lip service, and, and it's not to say that there's not. I mean, there's obviously things that everyone. You know, if you expect a new person, a child who comes in to the world to have like a, some sort of participation in the community that he or she comes into, then uh, then obviously there's some you know, some foundational things that will have to be in place in terms right. of language. Uh, but those mostly and, happen you know, outside of school. It, anyway. Yeah. And, but that but that's that's the thing that I was uh going to kind of point to is is that like uh i think we talked about this before we we really like the the most like in in terms of amount of grammar and language learning done like that's done without school right like schools schools come in after all of the heavy lifting of like toddlership has passed (laughs) right Right. (laughs) And, and like you can completely like as long as you don't like cut a child out of like communicating with the world uh then that child's going to learn more vocabulary more grammar than uh than uh than he ever will for the rest of his life <laughs> like yeah like in those years without school and, yeah and so so it's just exposure at that so like the the stuff that you have to have for the community like that's exposure. But then if you have like, oh, a new child, you know, new persons in the community and we have roles to fill because the community actually has roles to fill. Right. Then that that'll come across to the child or to the young person anyway. Like if there's a you know, if there's a if there's a shortage of shoes, that will be evident. Right. And if yeah. that's a problem, that will be evident. And that's an input that you don't have to artificially create if you want that person to become a cobbler. Right. You can say, look at the world around you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> look at the state <laughs> of the shoes. No one has shoes <laughs> and there's sticker burrs everywhere. <laughs> um, and so, but, but yeah, I mean, we create this totally like, it's like an intense uh, sense of like, you've got to learn this stuff. And, it's, and the kids are looking at the world and they're like, maybe I just don't see it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um, and that's got to be what ChatGPT is start is going to. That's going to be a, a message we're going to get in the next few years, big time. Like the current seniors, uh, they they still buy into writing. At least like they they would see. I think 
or current like you know upperclassmen they would see it as like oh this could you know maybe i'm not supposed to use this but i imagine in like five or six years it's going to be a lot more uh not only will the technology develop but we'll have to like really ask well maybe maybe they can just write the essays yeah or yeah i mean unless like you know not not to say s you know written form expression has all sorts of advantages for a person to go through but unless that person actually wants to go through that maybe there's just not enough benefit to to forcing the matter but like i guess at that point what is the point what is the purpose of an essay you yeah know? i mean yeah so this came up with one of our uh listeners uh and i mean it's something that is good for us to think about and teach English and subjects where essays come up a lot. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's potentially like when I write an essay, I can speak for myself. Like I always, I can, if I'd written an essay about all of this before we started recording, I would have like, I would probably have distilled things just based on my experience with essays to a very uh, concise and carefully worded thesis right mm-hmm. that would have naturally happened not not because i'm writing an introduction and i need a thesis statement but because i would have been writing and i've been clarifying what am i dealing with here what's the underlying thing that's motivating all this and i would have been able to construct something that is uh is more precise and you know to the point and i would have been able to say here's the here's my thinking behind that uh and and that can be strong way of argue, you know, of persuading someone or persuading yourself of something, right? Of clarifying right. for yourself. Uh, but you got, I mean, it's it's not that you have to like 100% want to do it, but you got to like want to do it more than not want to do it for that to actually work. Right. <laughs> I think, I think, right? Like for myself, if I just like absolutely don't want to do something, then I will find like a mentality where I resent it the whole way through and I like basically cut off any positive, you know, outcomes that could happen. Yeah. Like, and just, you know, I, I will perceive nothing positive if, if I'm you know, completely compelled to do something I don't want to do. Yeah. Like, I think maybe um, uh, a way of thinking about it that maybe is more more realistic than the death of college English, you know, or death of high school English right. thing is to yeah. think of it as the death of compulsory high school English and yeah. you know, compulsory yeah. college English because in that way writing essay doesn't make it doesn't make sense to force a person to write an essay anymore right that's what becomes yeah like sort of yeah if you want to if you want to do that you you have to contrive of a situation you know like you have to <laughs> cut off all access to to the internet and computers and and yeah, it's right. it's really all you would hand, have to like it's all handwritten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like really create a situation where you're forcing them, the person, to do it. Um, handwritten under supervision, right? I mean, yeah. that's your yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I I guess probably the the way that the practice would continue is with high stakes testing, right? So right. if if there's some really high stakes test where you know that you're gonna have to handwrite it, you're not gonna. There's no way of using artificial intelligence and that you have to prepare for that moment of writing and like yeah. the way to prepare for that is to practice doing that then it will you know follow that you have to practice writing you know 
But as soon as that that high stakes assessment is not there, there's not going to be a reason to do it, you know. Um, unless you just want to, (laughs) which there's plenty of reason to see why someone would want to, right? It's just hard to see that in our current, you know, in the way that we're currently forced to do it. Well, yeah, and no one wants, yeah, I shouldn't say no one wants to, but few people are going to want to unless they see an interesting, like, reason to write, right? That's why you have to get the interesting inputs on the reading side. Uh, to even like create any sort of foundation of uh, like, oh, writing is something that should or that could be helpful. It could be fun, you know. Yeah. It, you know, talk about the end of compulsory like high school English or college English. Like think about it as a teacher how much better it would be like if if a student turns in an essay because they genuinely wanted to turn, do an essay. Like and instead of getting a stack of papers <laughs> <Right>. that, you know, 1% of people wanted to write. You know, you, you get one paper uh, every so often from someone who really is going to develop in, right. uh, in a way that's, that's where they see benefit in it. Yeah. And what do you do with everyone else? Well, that that's part of the structure of education that I think we have to really think about. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, writing could become like a artisanal practice, you right. know. Um, and we might, you know, I think you could assume you'll always have people who are willing to go through the trouble to, um, to write something, you know, and formulate their thoughts and whether it's fiction or nonfiction, whatever type of writing it is. And as long as there are, there's some people who, you know, want to, uh, consume that, uh, you know, be an audience for that, then there are. It would be a you know practice that continues, just like handmade you know <laughs> whatever shoes, <laughs> I guess. Right. Uh, uh, and yeah, it would just become like a sort of specialty kind of practice where there's you know people who know how to do it, they teach it to others, they keep the art going or whatever. But as this you know mass um, skill that everyone has but i don't know yeah like i mean i I think one thing that'll be tested is is our assumptions about how essential um the ability to write is to uh for example the ability to think right yeah and yeah and how essential the ability to think is to our society (laughs) so that's another thing is if if it becomes unimportant whether you're able to think or not which you know, a lot of people would argue well, that, that uh, that's already the specific, case. <laughs> a, specific, a specific kind of thinking, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, what kind of thinking? Yeah, I, 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 know, <laughs> I know you're going more dystopian. I feel like I, I feel like you're you're angling in this to this dystopic outcome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I feel like people people it, to the extent that we see that it's not important to think in the world is to the extent that we've made thinking unimportant by yeah, making thinking unattractive. Right. Like, no, and I that, think people yeah, naturally I mean, want to think. No, yeah. I, I don't mean that people don't want to think, but I mean the same way that people, you know, uh, by and large would probably, uh, you know, get fulfillment out of growing their own food to a certain extent, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that people yeah, but probably enjoy uh, but, and benefit but, from and you know but thinking is involved in you know growing food right so i i that's what i'm saying i think you need to clarify the 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 thinking that we've shut off like the thinking that we've i'm sorry maybe i need to clarify (laughs) (laughs) 
right? Like it, it, if people are following their interests, then they will be, they will naturally think hard about what they're doing. They will want to solve problems like that. I feel like there's nothing but evidence of that about humans uh, when they're really engaged in something that, you know, they, we, 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 we overcome and we, we, we come up with solutions to, to problems that, you know, vexed people before and like it's uh but yeah but but what if you know okay here's let me just go a little more dystopian okay Okay. yeah um yeah like i i think that there will need to be a class of problem solvers right but I, i guess i'm talking about the you know majority of of the population of people if if their lives um become so automated uh, that, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to imagine, you know, like, like some kind of what specifics about the future, but like, I, I think I could imagine the situation where, um, yeah, like thinking and problem solving becomes, it becomes a, a, a thing that only certain people do and, or need to, or find themselves, you know, even in a, in a position to do, because you have to have some ability to some mastery over your environment in order to problem solve. Right. Yeah. And like if your environment is just black boxes all over the place, you know, um, let's say, you know, like a typical life of a person is is just surrounded by like artificial intelligence. Right. Um, OK. And like they don't even have the uh, you know opportunity to interact with it at a level of of like, um, you know, troubleshooting it. Or, or doing anything, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. No, I got you. Yeah, we're, you're saying like there's, there's not enough inputs provided that anything, there's anything significant to think about. Right. Like the world is, is like, yeah, the world becomes so uh, like prepackaged and predictable that. Uh, right. Yeah, like if you think about yeah, personal that, computers, right. Back yeah. in the day, you know, a person who wanted to, you know, uh, learn about the hardware and software of, of their personal computer, they could control right. a lot about it, you know, and, 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 and um, yeah. You know, but more and more, from what I understand, <laughs> it's getting to the point where, you know, it's, um, it's not possible for, you know, the normal person doesn't have physical or virtual access to the things that they would need to interact with their you know, personal computer in the same way that they could before. Now they're more at the mercy of, of you know, like you have to send it in somewhere or whatever. Like you just don't have, uh, for whatever the limitations right, are, to, like the size of the components. You have to send it into the geniuses. <laughs> right, send it into the geniuses. You can't even replace, even when cell phones first came out, you could replace the battery in your phone yourself. That You could open it up. Right. And like, you know, like do stuff like that. I mean, you still can, but it's it's more difficult. Right. It just no, gets more and more sure, difficult. Like, there, there's more roadblocks. To yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, but I also think that like those, there's still, there's innovation happening for, because like a lot of that's, you know, a lot of that is like physically true. Like you, <laughs> you can't find like, you can't easily find a way of opening up an iPhone, right? It's yeah. like you don't see just like ten screws bolted into the back, or something. <laughs> right? And you're like, yeah. oh, just take these out, and I'll see what's in there. 
but there's people who are like, yeah, but that's just it. It's like there's people who are so interested who are making like new things all the time who who've you know have gotten past the the hurdles and the you know and, and like and some of those hurdles are put up either artificially created it's to a way of like looking because there's so much concern about intellectual property right like you know they apple wants you to believe that their stuff is is unhackable right or mm-hmm. or unbreakable or whatever you know you just can't you can't modify it they 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 benefit from that mythology yeah so people will still get past those obstacles uh of like of what does it take to actually, you know, get into uh, uh, understanding how this system works, right? It, because people, you know, some people are are interested in that, right? Yeah. So I don't mean I don't mean that you know the hu- the human spirit will absolutely not be able to overcome these things or something like that, but but that the overall, um, you know. Um, texture of life or whatever the you know the experience of most people um would be significantly different i don't remember exactly why i brought this up <laughs> what were we talking well you about? were you were trying to outline the real dystopic like no thinking future right okay and, yeah so the, yeah. the the idea that that thinking itself would become less and less um Accessible, you know, like, like, because right now, or like, you know, in in many cases, right, and in human experience, there are a lot of situations where thinking benefits you, right? That's uh, there's a need to think, right? Like, there's a reason to think. You don't have to force uh, uh, people to to think in in a lot of cases because they themselves (laughs) see the, you know, the the benefit. Yes, they just start doing it, right, and and not even consciously, whatever. They just start thinking because the opportunity is, is, you know, the situation arises, right? Um, so anyway, yeah, I was making the comparison with, you know, um, one reason people write spontaneously, let's say, and, you know, so with self-motivation um, is to clarify their thoughts on something. Yes. Or to share their okay. thoughts on something, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm saying if writing can become just a sort of specialty um, activity, right, that people do, then why not thinking itself, like, what's to stop thinking itself from becoming a specialty activity? Yeah, I, again, <laughs> this is where I'm like, what kind of thinking? Because, uh, the yeah, like, you're talking like, uh, you're, you're talking like a, a dystopic, situation that's like worse than the matrix where there's not even a, a simulation <laughs> of reality for for people to engage in uh and so so okay let's I, yeah let's make it more concrete what about the type of thinking that you and i are doing right now the, this okay. type of thinking right which is, we're is, yeah <laughs> all right let me let me say some things I want to say and tell me if you can bring this all back together. Okay. okay. Yeah, are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah. No, this because, is totally fine. All right. Yeah. Okay. There, there's, uh, first of all, the system of education that we have in place disincentivizes thinking. Um, it makes it unattractive. So I just want to start with that. Okay. Uh, so 
to the to the extent that we can foresee a future, I think it's a future where we continue down this line of like forcing people to think when they don't about things they don't want to think about. Yeah. Uh, but now I want to bring up something we talked about right before we got on this, which is, uh, oh, you know, what what do you do like home ownership problems, right? Like, how much thinking have we done about home ownership since we've become homeowners? Like, you know, ten thousand times more than we did before <laughs> becoming homeowners. <laughs> right. right. There is a pressing need for us to start thinking about it, and I'm more of the and. I, I I very much like engage and enjoy uh, the the process of figuring some of these things out, and, and you and you're very much like I'd like someone else to come in and fix this issue. Is that is that too simple of a statement to um, to make? No, well, that's, certain, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I would like to clarify my stance, but it's not really that important. <laughs> but yeah, we can go no, with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, we're talking about something specific here in terms yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, you've done like plenty yeah, of home ownership tasks. I don't mean to act like you're just like. All, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, in terms of like this specific attic work that we're right. discussing, it's like, uh, you know, it's just like turned off by it. Right. right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and like, and so you, and so, but you're still thinking about it, right? So just right. like, just because the work isn't like appealing to you, that specific work isn't appealing to you, it uh, doesn't mean that you're not thinking about it and not thinking about the best approach to go about it, which is going to lead you to finding that, you know, finding a solution that, that, that works according to how you're thinking about it. So I guess all I'm saying is, is that like, you're forced into thinking about something, right? And whether or not you behave on that thinking or not is like separate from the thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's good. Because uh, I, I think what it helps me to see is, yeah, what do I mean by thinking? Um, and uh, let's try this. Uh, thinking in, in the sense of, um, yeah, like an intellectual process uh that um maybe synthesizes um knowledge and you know arrives at uh conclusions based on that so like the example that you gave of like some you know uh, dealing with some problem uh as as a homeowner um like i i guess i would take that out okay because it's a sort of um I guess what I'm the kind of thing I'm talking about is is higher order than that. I guess it's higher order than than like um, um, physical problem solving. Um, I guess maybe yeah. This is yeah. I should have thought about this more before. But the, the kind of thinking that writing goes with, okay? Because like for example, the problem solving that you're talking about doesn't require to sit down. You know, it doesn't necessarily benefit you to write an essay about it. <laughs> you know well i mean how do you know right <laughs> like no, i'm serious like i know i it might sound like i'm being ridiculous but how do we come up with creative ways of solving things in the physical world right it's like i mean we feel like in home ownership that there's a certain like set of solutions that we can go to but and that there's no innovation left but but yeah no I, I there probably is a lot of innovation but it's not gonna it's not like a a problem of, um, you know, piecing ideas I mean, I together and, and making sure that they, they, you know, uh, 
rationally yeah, cohere. Yeah, and, about like logical. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's more about like trial and error, or like looking at the thing from a different perspective. Uh, but it's mostly physical, like like for example, you know, it's um, more specifically the problem that I was okay. faced with was you know cleaning up the insulation in the attic, and it's a big mess, and you know, and whatever, and um, yeah, that's not going to be solved by concept, you know, like sitting down and like writing down <laughs> thoughts. On I see you're talking insulation. about where you're actually where you're actually solving problems that are in pure abstraction. Like you're, 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 you're thinking like you have a problem in front of you and thinking through it is, can get you to a solution and that's yeah. sufficient. Here's a, here's a good example for us is yeah. <clears throat> the problems with our education system. Okay. Like, yeah. I think we both agree that being in the education system and doing the kinds of tweaks and kinds of physical, mechanical, you know, hands-on changes that that are similar to, you know, f- working on your attic or something like that, don't address the actual problems of education. You know, like tweaking a quiz or like taking the curriculum and saying this works, that didn't work, because right. you're working within a framework that um, you're assuming like all the fundamentals of that, you know, framework, the assumptions that you make about, you know, uh, people, students, teachers, knowledge, how people learn, and all those things, they're all built into that, right? right. Um, of course, that kind of problem-solving, that kind of thinking, like, within a system will probably always be there, and it's not going to go anywhere. But but thinking about something outside of it, like like getting to more essential or, or fundamental, you know, uh, assumptions and ideas and concepts— uh, that's the kind of thinking that that writing helps with, I think. Yeah, for sure. We can yeah. see, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, whereas, like, I, I, you know, really, like, with other kinds of things, maybe those are the kinds of things where writing it's really just a chore. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So I'm saying, uh, if writing becomes something that uh, people in general see as something that's that's obsolete, right? Like, or yeah. it's it's you know redundant for a human being to like learn how to write and you know do and, and write themselves and all those kinds of things. Um, then yeah, that's because we're seeing writing as as content generation, right? As like text generation, but that's not what you know writing is from this other point of view. Which is writing is right. a, is a is a tool for you know clarifying thinking, right? And also, yeah. and then when it gets to like a, a true like more societal benefit of writing, writing is is a tool for um, communication of people, different people who are in the process of clarifying thinking. You know, communication between them and and for like an audience. Uh, and so, like if you know, only a few people, you know, but anyway, even today, probably only a few people are doing that. And I think that's why when we see chat GPT, we say, well, there goes writing, <laughs> you know, because like, <laughs> because like yeah. most of the writing that's being done is, is really for no purpose. Like it, it, except to fill up a page or to fill up a website yeah. or to, yeah, it's like really like, 
you know, the fact that we're even saying that shows how far removed we are from appreciating the, you know, the actual benefit of it. Right. Yeah. 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 We haven't been concerned <clears throat> about the benefit of writing for decades. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm okay that's... with all these conclusions. <laughs> yeah. So, but I still, yeah. But I, I think I, I got, I got thrown off by the, the world of no thinking, and I think, and and maybe, uh, you know, there's this God. There's a short story I read years ago. Uh, I have no idea what it's called, but. Uh, it's this uh, person who like lives in a tiny like it's just he do, he doesn't move. It's like his whole like life is attended to. And I guess like it's like sort of matrixy from the standpoint of like everybody is provided sustenance and what you need right. to actually live. And you have a screen in front of you, and every once in a while the big people come to move you around, and then they put you back. Uh, and like that's the short story. As yeah. Uh, uh, and, um, and like, and that's a situation where a person is doing the kind of thinking that you're talking about. The person writing that short story, that, you know, that one poor soul in that dystopic <laughs> world <laughs> right. is still doing the kind of thinking that you're talking about where you're thinking about your existence and what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I think that's where I'm kind of I feel like even in the most dystopic future, I yeah, I, I just get this um I just think that the human uh, it'd have to be not the human spirit anymore that's there yeah. if if thinking were to be eliminated. Um but but yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> that's another episode maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's for the other the other podcast. With a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got more thoughts, but they're probably not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, no, I, I still have this, like, regret that I sort of, like, put you out there as a guy who doesn't do DIY. Um, which, you know, it's no, just like the, distracting my thinking because I'm like, man, I cast him as though like he's some kind of, you know, it's like I have this glorious attic. <laughs> so I don't have to deal with this. Like, uh, but yeah, I've been there, been there. No, uh, that's, that's fine, man. Um, yeah. I say, I say glorious, like it's a cathedral <laughs> or something. There's wires and random boards everywhere. But yeah, but it has headspace. Yeah, <laughs> right? no, you know, it like, is nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it's got headspace. Um, but, uh, uh, okay, so I can move on from that guilt and... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm absolved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you you know one thing I did uh, occur to me that maybe is worth bringing up is is the, um, you know when when computers really hit the scene right and when and the internet really came in and there was all this talk and like young people I, I don't know if they've uh, uh, are about to you know hear this at a different level but this already happened like in our lifetimes in like the late 90s early 2000s all this talk about well people need to retrain themselves 
right? Yeah. They're losing their jobs to computers. They're losing their jobs to robots and automation. Uh, you know, all factory workers up in, in, in Detroit, you know, all of that, right? Like, uh, where it's like, well, just go retrain yourself, right? But yeah. that, that's like that's like an economy we built up where, where like, the, the identity, say, of Detroit was built around car manufacturing to such an extent that, like, and, and you know, and this is you know, this is the world that that we told everyone we needed was a world with more cars, and so going into going into those jobs is is good work. You you get uh, um, all all these benefits, and it's it's for sure like worth committing your time to. And then all of a sudden, that was gone, right? And yeah. so, uh, you know, that's like a, a very clear physical manifestation of that. And that, like people, thousands and thousands of people are put out of work uh, over time because of the automation, because of the uh, market growing to an international market and the domestic cars not being as much in demand and all sorts of things. Right. right. And uh, uh, and we're like, well, you got to go retrain yourself. <laughs> and it's like. Uh, it's it's like to me. It's like wait a minute. Wait, I didn't like. Yeah, you know, I I was brought into a world where I was trained <laughs> by other people. Yeah. You know, to to one believe these things that and, and two to like dedicate my life to it. And now, uh, and now I'm supposed to think and figure out how to retrain myself in ways that were never made like you know, evident or important. And it's not to say people can't do that, but it's kind of like really shifting the, the game on someone. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's a, that's a hell of a thing to do to be like, yeah, grow up into this world. And then like when this world disappears, Hey, figure out another world. Right, uh, yeah. You know, what's your, what's your future? Create your own future now as like a, yeah. you know, 40 year old. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that's just like uh uh, one of these things where we're uh, again, like I, I point, I point to the education system, and, and it can be like it, when it's just disingenuous about what the human situation is and, and the world that people live in, then you're going to end up training people for all sorts of stuff that they don't want to do, uh, and then at some point they'll they'll take it right, they'll take their they take their medicine. They'll, they'll learn how to do the the writing. They'll learn how to do the spreadsheets or whatever, and then uh, and then they get into that business or they learn their computer coding, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. Learn Chat GPT, like a language, large language model, can code too. Apparently, so uh, <laughs> I, and right. I know it's not like super competent, but you know, if if it gets you know a bit more then yeah all these people that we train to be programmers already we hear about these uh all of this stuff where we're like oh stem 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 everyone needs to learn to code for the last 15 years yeah and now these like major uh, uh dismissals of computer programmers all over like this is yeah. this is this is it's insanity like right. Uh, the uh, our 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 ability to tell people what to be is should be under so much scrutiny <laughs> like it, it's uh yeah
Yeah, and um, this is probably just, you know, I, I don't have the economic brain to wrap around this, but the question of, yeah, like jobs, what are people going to do, right, to earn a living um, comes up. and But it's like, well, isn't that what, like, if productivity increases, right, and efficiency increases, like, who does that benefit, right? Shouldn't it benefit, like, people <laughs> you know like like what right. what's the what's the point of a productivity and efficiency <laughs> yeah. increase if it if 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 people end up not being able to you know support themselves well be right? yeah because yeah be, productivity for who then you know yeah yeah because yeah, you 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 need to be always telling people when you're training them for something that they may not want to do that hey by the way if more people start benefiting from something that replaces you you're going to be thrown to the side, right? right? You, you, you're sacrificed. <laughs> like, like everyone should be aware of that. When right, you're getting yeah. trained for something you may not want to do, just realize it's a numbers game. And if more people yeah. want the, the cheaper programs and the you know cheaper services, then they want to keep you in business. Then you'll be cast aside as soon as we can replace you, with right. something automated. Uh, so yeah, it, it's. But don't those yeah you know, like like. Uh, yeah. Anyway, like, don't the people being replaced also require a certain, you know, standard of living in order to consume the, you know, the new goods? Yeah. Well, it won't matter. I mean, it, yes, they would need a certain standard of living to consume the new goods, but it won't matter, you know, if the economy can can tolerate the unemployment of, you know, these people in this one community so yeah. that every other community gets cheaper. So the economy will tolerate. The, the way our, right. our system is set up, it's going to tolerate right. that. So, yeah, um, then why, you know, why this moralizing about, like, you know, being gainfully employed and, like... like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if, if, if AI came in and was able to do my job, right, with... Uh, with with better with results that I would want to see f- from students, uh, like inspired students who are like curious and, and you know, just like a hundred percent driving at their own interests, uh, I wouldn't quit thinking about education, or I wouldn't. Yeah, I might quit teaching out of like to benefit the students because there's <laughs> right. like this program that's doing it better. But uh, but yeah, I would still be pondering this. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm fortunate that I that I feel like I've, I've, you know, through a long path, you know, was able to pursue something that is really interesting to me. But uh, but I might be unemployed, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> right. like, uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. That's but what just would how yeah. I guess this goes back to my and 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 what would the economy care if all the teachers were unemployed? And it would not care one jot. Like it'd be like, oh, those people who always complain about (laughs) their pay and like. (laughs) But this this goes back to the question of thinking: is like, what would there be left for you to ponder? Yeah, no, I I think it would be yeah. This goes to your dystopic world, right? It's like, yeah, because why do I have to ponder? Yeah, because your whole pondering is is related to your involvement in it right like, right it would like for sure like my my experience in that transition i would have to like 
like, first of all, I'd be like so skeptical that there could be a computer that could be like possibly <laughs> deliver the, the Dalrymple, <laughs> you know, uh, not and being ridiculous here. But uh, but yeah, the uh, uh, yeah, the th- a lot of what I would ponder would be just like my own, you know, yeah, it'd be my my own interaction with this world that has like uh, surpassed my abilities to. To do things, and I, I would have to ponder at a, you know, I think that that thinking would have to go to a, to another level, um, and uh, and then whether or not any productivity, like that thinking would have to go to like a meta level, and then whether or not any productivity and economic value would result from that, I don't know. I mean, it might not. Who is this economic value for? Economic value for 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 the. Yeah, I mean, economic value for the larger community, so that I so that I could get like a, a standard of living back. Right. Like, yeah, I, I got to go study some economics. Well, I, I, no, I don't think I just. I'm just saying, like, like would my like thinking be valuable enough to get any sort of employment? And then, like. But this goes to your point about like what's all this talk about gainful employment? Or it's yeah, like, yeah really, okay, like yeah, I, yeah, I'm guessing you know like this is like I hesitate to say like this is you know like because of capitalism or whatever because that's where you know like uh, uh, I don't know how much of this is specifically you know characteristics of capitalism and how much of it is um, you know is just like unavoidable characteristics of um, uh, economies. Yeah, yeah, like, but, um, like, there there seems to be one interest that's being served, which is, like, the economy, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, <clears throat> uh, and then there's a separate interest, which is, like, um, um, people's well-being. Right. Okay, right. and then, like, but if, if you have large portions of the population that when when something's good for the economy it's like bad for those people um uh then then like what's why do we want the economy to to benefit from like what is this economy that that needs to benefit at at the cost of you know uh the well-being of of some people now if you say it's it's this is just part of this is just a growing pain right this is just a temporary pain, like like you know, um, let's say like industrialization, right? Like if it's just a, it was just a temporary pain that society had to go through, and transitioning from, you know, one pattern of life where like you know, most people were working in agriculture to now most people were you know, living in cities and right, you know, we're working in different types of jobs, so now life is better, and we had to go through that transition. So like. You know, maybe if this transition into, you know, uh, uh, automated and artificial intelligence powered sort of activities is just another step in that way. So it's just like a temporary pain. But like, um, like that's one thing. So I guess the argument could be made that way that, you know, uh, but anyway, like I said, that's like I'm not prepared to even. Well, all this got thrown off because I didn't give a good answer to what would there be good to think. What what good would it be to think about? Like, what would there be to think about? I think you said if I said my if my job <laughs> yeah. could be replaced, right? Right, and I, and I think like I should have just said, well, my existence, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Like, 
like and I and I think that's like I think that's the the may, maybe and maybe that's fundamentally what I'm trying to get at here is is that like we don't even teach like young people to think about what it is to be alive. We teach them all these things to do while they're alive. Yeah. Um, but there's not there's not much of an effort to to teach them what it is to be alive, to ponder life, and to 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 really grapple with it. To be a and human I mean, being, right? To like, be a human being, yeah. Because yeah. if yeah, like, and this takes us back to my question, which is the existential crisis that you know artificial intelligence. Um, confronts us with or could you know like in our imagination whether it's just you know i don't know how real it is or whatever but like at least in our imagination in the sense that once machines start replacing our activities if we see ourselves through those activities then then we start to lose our purpose for for being yeah right right. um or yeah like if they we see them as unique things and then like you were (laughs) But this was in a previous version of our recording. <laughs> you were, then humans and and machines become one, right? Like, <laughs> like right. there's there's no distinction between them anymore because they're they're indistinguishable in terms of what they do, right? Uh, or or machines become superior to humans because they're superior in what they do, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so like like I think. This is a you know important soul searching question for education because um, I think in education we have to look at ourselves and say are we what are we doing with human beings are we um, training them to do things that eventually machines will be able to do right um, and so that domain of things is just going to keep shrinking and shrinking until maybe yeah. we won't have anything left to teach them anymore right 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 or are we Doing something. Is there something else for edu- is there something else for education to do and for schools to do, which has to do with what's unique about human beings? Or is there anything unique about human beings, or are they, like as you alluded to in your recording, potentially just maybe like biological mechanisms, right? That right, like you know, just operate in a sort of uh, uh, sort of you know series of processes, chemical and Maybe you know, electrical right. and and whatever. In which case, you could you could see yourself easily as replaceable and in fact like inferior to the next, the next line of stuff that doesn't you know have all these, all the baggage of being right. Yeah, you know. yeah, <laughs> right. Like a yeah, like a uh, because it, then if you see like humans as biological machines that are the result of you know like uh, evolution, you know biological evolution or something like that, you know only then. Then you would say, yeah, so what arose from that is intelligence, right? And now that yeah. intelligence is intentionally creating, designing something that's better, you know, right. than the blind forces of, you know, mutations right. and, you know, natural selection or whatever. And and then, you know, it kind of leads <laughs> to a fatal, terrifying conclusion yeah. that, that yeah. yeah, like we'll be replaced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So maybe schools, what we're doing, you know, on, on that kind of idea is just, you know, training <laughs> humans in the meantime so, until so, <laughs> so, until they become so, obsolete for the for right. the economy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the conclusion of the episode. The new <laughs> the new curriculum. <laughs> 
starting in kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, We're just holding it down for the robots, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's. Oh wow. That's 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 where that's where we need to conclude this this episode. <laughs> We're just holding it down until the robots get here. Because <laughs> we don't want to disappoint them. You know, right, right. right. <laughs> we don't want to be the, the the you know the failing link in you know. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate expression, right? Yeah, of intelligence, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Which we're just we're just you know an intermediate step in that process. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, so with that, <laughs> since, <laughs> since since we're plenty long into this episode to to call it an episode, uh, this this will certainly provide us with some some background to think about uh, throughout the week. I'm sure as we're in our classrooms, uh, yes. coming off of spring break here, yes, and uh, yeah, uh, and I, I I you know I all I I have all sorts of like ever since doing this podcast, right? I've always been thinking about education, but ever since doing this podcast, and in particular now, I've been going through these, like, crises as a teacher <laughs> about, like... Yeah, sorry what, to laugh. <laughs> you know, it's okay. <laughs> what am I doing? Is this good for people? And then I've been having these sort of uh, weird, like, outside uh, perspectives from alums who come back and they say, oh, you remember when you did this? And I'm like, not really, but they appreciated it. And I'm like, but but it still doesn't convince me (laughs) that like teaching makes any sense. Yeah. So, uh, so once again, John, thank you for putting me (laughs) to like maybe the most desperate (laughs) crisis yet, uh, uh, as a teacher. So, um, but with that, uh, are you good to wrap up this episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you, John, and thank you, listeners. And uh, we will see you at some point in the future. <laughs>